much. Hi. Can How you, are you? Good. Can you hear me? I can. Yay! Welcome. Thanks. I think. <laughs> Don't be nervous. It's going to be fine. <laughs> So um, I'm just going to do a little introduction. Welcome to Namaste Real, my, I don't know, I guess this is my fourth podcast. Makes me feel like a little bit of a big deal now. And um, I've got my college roommate, Tish, with me. She's doing the podcast with me because she is the person that introduced me to yoga, took me to my first yoga class. Um, And we lived together in college for a year um, and you were my big sister. I was. <laughs> any, I really I, guided you. <laughs> have you ever had any thoughts of strangling the sibling? <laughs> no. Aww. I feel like maybe I didn't teach you enough, but... Oh, I don't but. know. Don't sell yourself short. <laughs> so we, you were my big sister uh, in FIMU, and yep. um, we went to college together at the University of Georgia, um, and I thought I would kind of start off by asking you, what's your funniest or favorite memory of um, us from college? Remember, keeping it a little PG-13 here, because, you know, who knows who's going to listen. You can cuss on the podcast, by the way. It's not that... You know, it's not that child-friendly, but, you know, who knows who's going to listen? Who knows? Maybe no one. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Well, at least our college friends will, if no one else. (laughs) That is true. Um, My favorite memory, you know, the first thing that pops up is um, the time we used to hang out in the Fidelt bathroom. Yes. Remember that one chair we'd all hang on, mm-hmm. and um, you would always be healing us. Yeah, <laughs> Even back then, Tish, I thought of myself as a yoga healer, and here we are. Yes, we should have known. Yes, we had we had a lot of good times in that bathroom, singing, sitting in that chair, um, you know, lording over our kingdom, all that good right. stuff. So some of my, I have several funny memories. I will say there are three songs that I hear and I immediately think of you. And the first one is um, Red Hill Mining Town by U2. You know this, I've told you this, but we... I have just introduced my daughters to that one, yes. Yeah, and we used to play that over, and and let me just say, that's one of my memories, is sitting in your bedroom on the floor, playing the same song over and over and over. That was kind of a recurring thing for us. Right. Back in the dark ages when I think, were we on a record player? Was it a cassette? I mean, I don't even... I think it was a record. I think it was a record. And then the other one is anything by bread. (laughs) Yes. Um, And then the next one is Carol, the tapestry by Carol King. That album's another good one. Um, Yes, that one. And, um, you know, this morning I went on a toilet paper run and a Led Zeppelin song came on the radio. And we used to listen to that as well. Yeah. And and R.E.M., Superman. That makes me think of the whole cloister, like everybody. Right. I remember listening right. to R.E.M. and dancing around the house for sure. 
Um, yeah, so those memories are like ingrained in my head. By the way, I'm having a splash. I'm having red wine. I don't know what you're having. Well, I went for a, um, a vodka drink because I can't drink wine right now with allergies. Oh, okay. Well, I support you in your choices, of course. Thanks. I mean, I'll be in bed by eight, but who's <laughs> counting? It doesn't matter. Isn't that sad? I feel the same way, If I, especially if it's white wine. If I drink two glasses of white wine, that's like a quaalude to me. You might as well just put me to bed and forget about it. It is over. So my other, um, so my uh, two of my other funny memories. Um, since y'all are trapped in our podcast, you have to listen while we stroll down memory lane. Um, before we get into the whole yoga stuff, is do you remember when I you so I used you as my you were my fake ID? Do you remember this? <laughs> Yes. Now, I want to just lay a little background for this. Tish and I look nothing alike at all. <laughs> nothing remotely. Tish has strawberry blonde hair, big blue eyes. I have brown hair, green eyes. I mean, I'm probably three or four inches taller than Tish. I mean, we look nothing alike. But I still somehow suckered her into giving me her paper driver's license or something as my fake ID. I think is how we work that. So the rule was, if we ever went anywhere, I had to be at the back of the line because Tish was like, if someone doesn't get in, it's not going to be me. So we are in the Keys and we were out one night and I'll just say we'd been pre-gaming and I'll leave it at that. Right. And remember, we go out to this restaurant, and Kim swears she was there. I don't remember Kim being there, and here's why. Because it was only you and I, and we just weren't <laughs> thinking clearly. Do you remember this? And we order our drinks, and the guy goes, can I see some ID? And right when he says that, you and I look at each other, we're like, rut row. And I will never forget you just giving me this look like... I'm going first. Yeah. And so you give him your ID and he looks at it, hands it back. And then I give him my ID. He looks at it and there's like a long pause. And then he looks at us both. And I mean, I swear to God, I was like sweating like a pig at that moment because I was already freaking out. And he looks at us both and he goes, well, Patricia Goldman and Patricia Goldman. <laughs> What can I get you? And I, we lost it. I mean, I could not stop laughing. And he he served us. I mean, obviously, back in the dark ages, they weren't that worried about that stuff. But I don't think I've ever laughed so hard in my life. I mean, he was like, what are the chances? <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. You know, we went to, I mean, you could never get away with this now. We had a paper ID, and we went into... At University of Georgia, I forget the name of that place, the Student Center, and you had to have somebody vouch for you to say, I lost my ID, I need a new student ID. So we got your picture, yeah. that's how it worked, Yeah. we got you a student ID that said Patricia Goldman on it. Yeah, I forgot about that part, you're right, it had your name and your birth date, but my picture. Yeah. And most people only looked at the birth date. They didn't, right. and the picture, like they didn't look at the name. <laughs> and we just, and, and the fact that it was only the two of us at the table probably didn't help. 
<laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, oh. good times. And then my other story, I mean, and there's a million, let me just say, I could have three podcasts just on our, our old antics. But the other one is playing putt-putt. And that, by the way, that was in the Keys, that infamous trip. And the other one is playing putt-putt. In the Keys. Yes. Where we, first of all, I'm not proud of this, but I tried to cheat. Um, because apparently it was very important to me to win putt-putt. I don't know why, but it was. Not only were you trying to cheat, I mean, you were hardcore trying to cheat. I know. I know, which is so strange. It's not. So then you got Kim in the act, too. Kim goes, well, then put me down for a five. She's good. I know. That was a terrible influence. And then we lost everything. So keep in mind, this there were what, like, maybe, there weren't 18 holes, there were maybe 12. And by the time we finished, we have lost every ball, every club, and we go back in and we're like, we lost everything on the course. <laughs> we're really sorry. And I don't, did we make a deposit? That's what I'm laughing about is, I think that was before they were savvy enough to ask for deposits. And I think we were oh like, God. we're really sorry, but um, we'll, you know, see you later. I think we paid for our our golf thing and then just like took off I pray to God there were no children there oh, I, I I don't recall there being any there but that may just I don't just... recall there being anyone else there yeah yeah that may have been by design right well you know you can't, I'm, I'm pretty good at tuning out what I want to but yeah so that's one of my other favorites that's a really good one yeah. So that is a good one. Yeah, I mean there's several, but that that's definitely one of the faves. Um, so do you remember our first class? Well, it was my first yoga class. I don't think it was yours, was it? It was not. I had been doing it for a little while. So tell me uh, about your first class and how you got into it. I got into it at the YMCA in Decatur because I had. Um, I had a stomach ulcer. And so I was looking for something to do. And so I went into this one woman's class and I really liked it. And I mean, this was back in the dark days. Um, but I started going there and um, then I ended up, I was working up by Windy Hill. And I would go there. I'm not sure how I ended up at Northside. I think there was some agreement between the gym I belonged to in at Windy Hill and the Northside. North. And it was kind of north. It's, it's not Northside? It was the Northside Athletic Club is what it was called. Got yeah. So there was some kind of agreement there. And it was halfway between my work and home. So that's how I ended up going to a class there. And I do remember your first time coming. You do? Do you remember what I said before we started? <laughs> no, not exactly. Well, no. I, let me just... I remember you coming out, but go ahead. How... Well, I remember you, meant, you, were, you were like, hey, let's go take a yoga class. And you knew I belonged there. And I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't 
think so. <laughs> and, and you were like, well, why not? What's your problem? And I remember saying, well, I'm not doing any weird chanting and I'm not taking my socks off. I don't know why I had a problem with taking my socks off. I don't know what my deal was. But I remember you were like, get over yourself. We're going. Like, it wasn't like you didn't talk me into it. You just told me we're going. Like, what is your problem? And this is my funny memory. So I remember going in. And this is where we're really dating ourselves. Remember, we had towels. <laughs> we had no yoga mats. We brought a towel, and they put us back in this, like, conference room um, off of, like, the, the main workout area. Do you remember that? Yeah. It was not uh, It was not the thing at the time, really. Well, not not at the, not in Atlanta, and I guess not at the north no. side of. I mean, there, there there was just no thought of a mat. I mean, I don't even think. Remember the teacher? She didn't. Um, she didn't use a mat, did she, or did she have a towel? She probably had a towel, like the rest of us. Yeah. Do you remember her uh, name? Oh no. I'm terrible at names. See, I wish I remembered her name. Remember, so she was petite. She was a former dancer. Right. Um, and she, her classes were such an interest. I, I didn't know at the time because I had nothing to compare it to. You might have felt differently, but her classes were such an interesting hybrid of yoga, dance, and just kind of stretching. What were your thoughts on that? See, honestly, I can't remember that well. Is that early dementia? No. I, um, no, I just I just remember I always, I just liked it. Yeah, you I know? loved it, yeah. And she had great um, music. Remember she had that little boom box? Yeah. And she would play like the, I remember I loved her music. And I would ask her what it was and she never knew. You know what I mean? It was like she right. never could tell me and I, I drove me insane. But yeah, I loved her music. And um, so my, I remember doing that class, and I remember the whole time just being like, what it, why am I here? What, why am I, what is going on? Why are we doing this? Why am I on a towel? And then at some point, probably about 15 minutes in, I just kind of sort of forgot that narrative, turned it off. And then I remember leaving, and I will never forget, I literally felt like I was two inches taller. Right. And I remember looking at you and I was like, oh, my God, like I, I need to do that all the time. Were you um, did you have your security company at that point or were you? Um, uh, you know, I can't remember. I think I, I think I was still in loss prevention. I think I was still working for um, I think I was working for one of the department stores at that time. Got you. Because what I remember is not going in, but coming out. Yeah, and what's your memory of coming uh, out? <laughs> well, I don't know. You'll like it. That you were like, oh, that was great. And then kind of went right back into stress mode, and I'm like, she needs to come back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well. I'm going to make her keep coming. Yeah, well, you did. Because we went to that <laughs> class for years, right? I mean, yeah. It was a long time. I mean, I want to say it was at least two or three years, maybe, Tish? Um, probably. Because I went to uh, her... Yeah. I think I stayed longer than you did. And the only reason I say that is I think you moved because I remember... Go I went to her class when I was pregnant with Jack. Hello. Hi. 
So I said a bad word um, because the internet went out, so we'll have to delete that out later. Um, or maybe we I won't. Thought maybe I don't know. It was something I said. No, <laughs> no, it was not something you said. It was all of a sudden, right in the middle, it just was like internet failed. So I, I came in the house. Maybe I figured that would help. I don't know. Everybody in the world is on the internet right now, so, you know, this yep. may happen again for all we know. So anyway, keep going. Oh yeah, you were saying that once I left, I was like, oh, I'm so relaxed, and then I went right back into stress mode. I'm sure. <laughs> so yes, I was dragging you back. And I remember, you know, and it's. I think didn't I get into? I think I originally went because I my back had gone out, right? Oh yeah. I think that's why I um I think that's why I I went is cuz my back had been bothering me and so it seemed like that was something I should do. And um and so it was kind of a physical thing yoga was for me for a long time. Um it was just kind of one of those things where I was like, okay, I need to do this for my back, but and then I did right. it for my back for a long time and then I kind of it became more um you know than that later. And I did it during my whole pregnancy with Jack up until I had him. Did you really? I really did. And I can remember the tea. It was so funny. She was, it was, you know, it was back in the old days, and, and she would be like, she would take me into Cobra, and she'd be like, yeah, you're okay. And I'm like, no, I'm really not. <laughs> like, I, I'm all belly, and I will not, be, I cannot do it. So I will just do something else. And said it was just really funny. Um, she was tiny. Her maybe her she'd had a child, but maybe her baby was like the size of a pea. But I had a big old honking belly, and there I mean, Cobra wasn't even a thought at that point. I mean, not even a thought. Oh, I couldn't imagine. No. No, no, no. So, um, so tell me a little bit about. Um, so at some point, I guess you moved. Um, because I remember kind of finishing those classes at Northside, and I don't think you were there kind of towards the end, so I guess you moved. So kind of tell me a little bit about your yoga journey from then until kind of now. Well, I wish I had a better story. Well, I, I, I just want the story. The story. I, um, I... I, I mean, I used to drive, you might remember this in Atlanta, but I used to drive on the weekends up to Windy Hill because there was a yoga teacher at the gym up there that I really liked. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I would get up and go. So then I kind of, I, I really flailed a lot trying right. to find... Um, somebody that I really liked. Right. Um, and I, I really kind of fell out of it um, for that reason. And like doing it online is just not the same as having a great class to go to. Yeah, I would agree with you. I mean, I think having a, you know, because you know the whirlwind right now. I mean, everybody's right. having to do it online. And I hear a lot of the people that come to my studio saying that it's not the same, that they miss being in a class. And I think, I mean, I, I get that. I think having a class online is kind of better than nothing if you need direction. You know what I mean? Like right. some people get on their mat and they just freeze up and they're like, oh my God, what the hell do I do now? So sometimes having that online class is nice. But I, I personally, I, I'm like you. I like the energy and I like the feeling because if you're there in a class, you're going to do the whole thing. 
you know, whereas if you're at home, it's so easy to hit pause and say, oh, there are dust bunnies under that chair. I've got to go get them. You know, you hear your kids. The neighbor's dog is barking. It's kind of jerking you right out of your zone. So I do think there are unique challenges to um, to doing it at home, um, you know, on video. And, I mean, videos to me, at least now, you know, back when I first started doing videos, I don't know if you felt this way, it was like you put in a, a DVD and you did this. It's like after, like, two or three times, I was, like, done. I was ready to move on. Right. Some people like to do the same class over and over, like the Bikram folks. They like the consistency and they like the repetition. I never did. I mean, I always like to have it changed up a little bit. So the same video all the time was never that appealing to me. Right. And something about just having the instructor there and like knowing that if you do something terribly wrong, they're going to help you and correct you. Right. Um, um, well, and, you, you, know, you kind of can turn it off. Like, I'm just listening to them. Somehow I don't get that same thing from a DVD. Right. No, I get it. I do. I think we're all a little bit different, and I, I totally get that. So I know you now, I, know, I don't know if you, I know you did a yoga class at my studio when y'all came into town to visit. Yes. Is that kind of, have you done any around then? I mean, have you done some, have you kind of sporadically kind of played around? Um, or is it just kind of something that's just sort of, you just haven't had time for it? I think the proper term would be, I haven't made time for it. Okay. <laughs> Do you, yeah, well, there's, there's I mean, that. I think about it all the time. And I'm like, why am I not making this happen? Right. Because I do believe it is you know, so good for you. Yeah, so why do you think you haven't been able to make time for it? Because I think a lot of people are like you, Tish. I think a lot of people have busy lives, and, you know, let me just say Tish has twin girls, twin yummy girls, um, Ella and Audrey, and so you've, you were bit, and how old are they? They will be 16 in June. So I probably would have said 12. That's really scary. <laughs> oh, my God, the babies. I know, they're not babies anymore. Oh. Uh, Um, I will tell you why I haven't done it. And this is something I'm like, I am ridiculous. But I, and I struggle with this in everything as far as working out and stuff. I start to do it. And then I'm like, oh my God, I used to be able to do all of this. I, you know, I used to be so much better at it. And that frustrates me. And that's why I stopped. Yeah, I think that's actually really common, and I and I and I think that that's one of the biggest hurdles that that to get people over, and it's not and it's some of it's from an injury, people get frustrated after an injury, um, or people get frustrated because they quit doing something and they come back and they want to come back at the level they were at, kind of like you were right. saying, and I think that's one of the biggest and to me um, that's one of the and just in general getting our ego out of the way. And saying, right. you know, what, because I always, I will end a lot of my yoga classes by saying, look, we're so stuck on what our bodies used to do, can't do, won't do, haven't done, and it's important to remember what they do do and think about what you have done. But I think that's a difficult shift to make, um, but I think it, it, is, it is a yogic <laughs> mindset to just get on the mat and do what you can and just be thankful that you were able to do that. But I don't think that's, I think that's challenging for most people. Right. You know? 
Yes, but I don't think you should say doo-doo in your class. <laughs> yeah, I do. I probably do say doo-doo. <laughs> oh, my God. That's hilarious. I, yes, and I told... I would be the one in the back laughing. Yeah, you would. Well, and I told my entire class to pull their pants down one time, so there's that. I've said a lot of weird things. Thank God they didn't, but I've said a lot of weird things in yoga classes. Um, so, but see, that's interesting to me, because if your hurdle is that you don't want to get into a class and feel like I can't do what I want to do or that's what's bothering you then it seems to me like a practice at home or a video would be would would be attractive to you but you're saying it's not so I find that kind of interesting well it's uh, then that that noise gets louder when I'm there by myself I'm like shit I can't do this <laughs> ah so instead of it being because I mean I thought we were laughing about this the other day when I was recording some videos and I had one of my teachers come in and she was like I love taking a class at home I can fart I can burp I can do all these things and like I don't have to worry about like anybody <laughs> listening to me so I thought that was hilarious I was like that is so true you know what I mean because you can you just know that is everybody's worst freaking fear and let me just say everybody farts everybody Everybody's farted in a yoga class. Maybe right. somebody heard you. Maybe they didn't. But it happens to everybody. And it's but it's hard to let go of that because culturally and in our society it's frowned upon. And so I sort of get that. But it's interesting because for you, instead of being more free when you're by yourself, you have the dialogue gets louder in your head where it's actually it worse does. for you. It does. That's so interesting to me. So let me ask you this. What, um, do you miss it? And if you do. Oh, I do. You do. I do miss it. Yes. Yeah. And what do you miss about it? I miss how you feel after it. Yeah. Like, like you said, when you went to the first class, you were like, oh my God, I feel two inches taller. Yeah. Yes. I miss that. Cause like, like right now I've been struggling with a tight hip and I know that if I could just get back into it, you know, things would be a hundred times better. Right. Right. So let me ask, I have a couple questions for you because I'm fascinated by this because I think there are more people like you out there than there are people like, you know, that are just, uh, oh, I do yoga every day, all day. Because I think most people struggle with the same things you struggle with. Do you think if you had a dedicated space, it would feel more intentional to you? Or um, do you think if you have like a dedicated space to where this is, I do my, this is where I do my yoga, it would make a difference? I think it would move over family I'm taking over some rooms here yeah I mean because I do think that those types of things set us up it's it's almost like you have to tr- like everybody will say to me well if I go to the studio I know I'm going to do it like half the battle is showing up at the studio Getting there yeah and so you almost have to have a space in your house where it's kind of you have to you have to trick yourself into that same habit where you're like okay well if I'm going into this room I'm going to do it because I have this room set up to do it um does that make sense yeah and I think you have to, and if you had a space like that and you set it up to where it screamed yoga, whether you had a mat, maybe you had like flowers or essential oils, candles, if you, and if you created a space that it would almost be like a Pavlov thing where you walked in, you're like, oh, okay, this is my yoga room. This, this is what is I'm going to do. Right. Huh. You think, do you think that would help? I do. Mm-hmm. 
I'm ready to leave this podcast motivated to go again. <laughs> Come on, Jay. Keep it coming. So we'll, we'll have Tish part two and kind of see how all this, you know, all this shakes out. I might be opening my own studio here in Atlanta. You never know. Well, if you do, you better daggum let me know. Like, inquiring minds want to know all, all about that stuff. Um, so I have another question for you. Have your girls done yoga? They have. And what, um, and what do they think? Well, they loved it. And I'm trying to, particularly right now in our time, I'm like, we got to find some things. Um, yeah. And, of course, I'm like, we could do it together. And they're like, yeah, whatever. But um, so... Audrey started, it was in second grade, and her teacher, Miss Love, who's now moved to New York, um, had an after-school yoga, like once a week, and Audrey loved it, and she loved it so much that Ella, she got Ella into it, and they absolutely loved it, um... That's so cool. I love I love when kids get introduced to it so young. Yes, and they had she had a um, poster with some different um, things, and she would like before bed. She had her poster there, and she would try some different things. And like right now, she hurt her foot Achilles in soccer. And from being in the boot and walking funny, now her back hurts. And I'm like, oh, my God, you need to be doing yoga. Mm-hmm. And um, I think because I'm the one <laughs> recommending it, she's like, yeah, whatever. Right. Um, but maybe if I set up my little yoga space, I can encourage them to go use it. They don't even have to do it with me. Yeah, and that's that's just a, I mean, a parental thing. I mean, I, I used right. to do yoga with the swim team for my kids, too. And, you know, I mean, at, at, the, at gunpoint, would they not want to do it any other time? I mean, and I can remember, like, it just made me so mad. Just, you know, like, we'd go to the... They have to go to physical therapy for an injury, and the, and the physical therapist is telling them everything I told them. And they're like, oh, wow, yeah. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, I freaking told you everything he's telling you, but apparently coming from someone else, it takes on, like, greater weight and responsibility. Yes. So, of course, my Jack goes to college, and he did yoga in college um, as a, you know, collegiate athlete. And so, you know, he will – it's funny – he will do it now, but I don't know that he would call it yoga. Like, he will roll out and stretch and do all that kind of stuff. So sometimes the term yoga can kind of turn people off. I think especially more teenage boys. I think people think of yoga right. as a female thing now more so than, um, you know, anything else. But I will say, I bet if you set up a really neat space, they would use it. Because I yeah. think we're all kind of visually cued. I think we all need, like... Um, a visual neat space where it feels welcoming and inviting and we it, it's like wrapping our head around okay this is what i'm going to do you know what i mean you've got my wheels spinning yes yeah well i certainly hope that your wheels are spinning because i want some pictures of your sweet big girls and they're doing um doing that yoga class so um 
tell me what style you've always, is there a particular style of yoga you were drawn to um, just in general or are you even aware of different styles or it's just like, yeah, I just like yoga? Uh, I'm not like well versed in it anymore to mm-hmm. know like what style. I know I've done a couple of hot yoga classes and I thought I was going to die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like so define hot. Like what was it just like? No, hot? I mean I went to the hot yoga, you know, where it was 100 degrees and I'm like, "Oh mother of god, I'm yeah. going to die." Yeah, that's um, not that's not for everyone. There are pluses, there are pros and cons to it. I mean, you feel warm and and flexible. And you kind of, at the end, when you're, you know, in Shavasana, you're laying in a puddle of your own sweat, and some people find that satisfying, other people don't. I can, in, the, in menopause right now, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling with that a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have never liked as much just sitting and doing the breathing exercises. That's not been my thing. You like more movement. I like more movement, yes. Yeah. I, I, I'm kind of with you. I mean, I, I like movement and br- I like both, but uh, an hour of just breathing would be would be challenging for me. I like it mixed in with other things. Um, right. It's just kind of how I feel about it. Um, why do you think there's, you know, it's interesting, yoga was created by men for men. But as the mom of girls, I'm just curious, why do you think so many women are in yoga now? I wonder why it's it's such a female-dominated thing in the U.S. more so than in other cultures. Like, I think in India, it's not that way. But why do you think it's such a female thing right now? Why do you think women are so drawn to yoga? I'm just curious. I would, I think that it's a way to have a break, a way to have... You know, it's time where it's just about you, and then you do walk away feeling better, right? And less and less stressed, right? Yes, I think women are, we're all stressed, really. I mean, women especially, for sure. Because I find that interesting. I'll have I'll have pe- men come in my studio, and they're kind of, and I have a lot of men who are, I can tell they're intimidated to start yoga. Like I had a guy call me one time before he came to my class, and he asked me, "Well, am I going to be the only guy?" And I was like, "Well, I don't know. I mean, I really don't know who's going to come to my class tomorrow. Um, I can't guarantee you will or won't." Um, and it was, and he did end up coming, and he was an older guy who'd been lifting weights his whole life, and fell in love with it. And it was hilarious because once, and he was a big bodybuilder guy, and once he came, it like broke the whatever stigma and uh, and so many other guys come to my class after that and I remember him saying to me I wish I'd been doing this all along Um, he's like and I don't know why I wasn't he goes I think and he said I think I thought it was a female thing right and I found that really interesting because I was like why why do you and I and part of me thinks Tish it's because women are naturally I mean I'm making a generalization here this is not always true but I think women are naturally a little more flexible than they are strong and I think men are stronger so I think for men it the the stretching and the flexibility part is more challenging for them and so they're slightly intimidated by that part of it like the strength stuff of yoga guys can do all day long but I think the flexibility part's more challenging for them 
Um, and you know, that's true. And I also think, and, and funny enough, I would have couples come in and they would be nowhere near each other in the class. Like it was really funny. And I think that that is the unique challenge is, um, you know, it is not to compare yourself to your own spouse, let alone anybody else in the room. You know, that's, right. we're kind of, that's how we are. And, um, I, I think that's a difficult thing to get out of, especially when your own spouse is in there. And I think men don't want to go into a class and feel like their wife is better at it than them. You know what I mean? That is true. Whether that's true or not. I mean, I think that's just part of the hiccup. I don't. No, I can remember being in a class. Like you said, you were pregnant with Jack. I can remember being in a class, knowing that you're not supposed to compare yourself to other people, but like damn it that pregnant lady is doing that I should be able to do it too yeah well I'll tell you the worst injury I ever had in yoga was after I had both kids and I had gotten out of my yoga and my back was really bothering me and I was also half insane because I had two toddlers at home two boys and I was ready to kill someone so I found out through my neighbors that this woman um, was teaching at this local church and so I was like, oh, God, I'm so in. Like, I'm totally good. So there was, like, maybe six or seven of us that would go to this church and do this yoga class. Uh-huh. And I remember the – so I remember being in that class, and keep in mind, I, I was just like you're talking about. I was so out of shape. I'd had two kids. It had probably been five or maybe five to seven, five or six years since I'd taken a yoga class, if not longer. And I, I felt like the Tin Man. I mean, I never felt so, like, uncomfortable in my own body. And, I mean, I, and the funny thing was the longer the class went, the more pissed off I got. Like, I was just mad. There was nothing yogic about that class. And I remember I was next to um, this 80, maybe 5-year-old woman, and I was like, and I said, F her. If she can do this, I can do it. And I ended up hurting myself, like, really bad. And I couldn't go to the class for, like, a month. And then I finally went back, and she asked me. She was like, where have you been? And I was like, I hurt myself. And I must have looked really guilty. Because <laughs> she was like, well, what do you mean you hurt yourself? What happened? And I was like, all right, fine. I hurt myself. And the, the woman I was trying to keep up with was her mother. And so, she have been doing it her whole life, yeah. for sure. Well, and I mean, not only that, she looks at me and she was like, really? And I was like, really? And she goes, well, what were you thinking? And I said, I was thinking that I'm 35 or whatever, 36, 37, and she's 85, and damn it, if she can do it, I can do it. And she looked at me and she goes, now, don't you know better than that? <laughs> and I was like, I do know better than that, yes. but I don't know better than that. You know what I mean? It was like, I do, but I don't. I was like, in that moment, it pissed me me off and I wanted to keep up with her and I hurt myself right and I think that's one of the more challenging things about being in a yoga class is sort of we're so visually cute and I saw her in this pose and did I think wow she's 85 and she looks beautiful in that pose good for her no I didn't think that I thought screw her she's 85 I'm half you know damn it I'm half her age why did I do that and that but that's the mindset we have And so, you know, and I would love to say after that, I learned my lesson and never did that again. I cannot say that, but I did eventually, I'm much better about it now. And I've gotten better as I've gone along because at the end of the day, it's like, I finally sort of got to the point where I realized it's almost like swimming in that in swimming. One of the things I always loved is you're really racing against yourself and your own time. Do you know what I mean? 
And in yoga, it should be the same mindset where I'm on my own mat. What anybody else does has no relationship to my own practice. And and it's hard to change that in your head to where you say what everybody else, because there's always going to be someone in every class who's probably more flexible than you, maybe stronger than you, maybe they're less flexible, maybe they're less strong, but the, but that has nothing to do with your own practice. Um, and it's hard, I think, to tune that out because I think our culture raises us to be competitive, to compare ourselves against everybody else, to look at everybody else. And I think that's a really hard switch to change in our, in our minds. I think that's a really hard thing to do. It is. I can attest to that. Yes, I think we all can. And um, I, my hope is that if, these, if this younger generation can get into yoga a little bit earlier, maybe they're just a little bit better about not being so competitive and not comparing themselves against other people. I think it's hard, but I think it's still worth giving it a go, you know? Right. I mean, I don't know. It's just something I think about because I, my wish is that, and I'll even, it's funny, I've even done classes where I blindfolded people part of the time and um, I've had them do things blindfolded and it's so interesting how liberating that is or just tell someone to close their eyes because the minute you close your eyes, you're right dialed into your body. Now the trick is not to get too much in your head, but do you know what I'm saying? And so it's kind of funny to think about doing, and that's why I think everybody likes to do yoga in darker rooms rooms and with less lighting because they're thinking nobody can, nobody can see, see me right. <laughs> exactly <laughs> no one can see me no one's looking at me and there's always that you're the we i remember you and i getting in the back of the room in the back i remember walking right. into that yoga room where we took that class and we were in the back right corner weren't we yes yes where no one could see us. Well, I mean, from the back, anyway. You know, there might have been somebody on either side of us. But isn't that funny? And, I mean, I find myself on my mat. I may look at someone else and kind of think, oh, I wish I could do that, whatever. But for the most part, I'm just trying to survive. And I think most people are. Right, right. We just tend to think everybody's looking at us and staring at us. But I think most of us are probably, um, you know, just trying to survive the class. Well, that, yes. And I, I think that's one thing I have been telling my girls about during this pandemic. I'm like, you know, one thing that I think of is like, screw it. Just do whatever, you know, because mm-hmm. they're, they're at that age where it's so important what other people think. And, oh my God, you know, yeah. don't be, you're driving, don't beat the horn. People look at us. I'm like, and I've been saying to them regularly, I'm like, this is making me think just whatever, let it all go, you know? I do, and I do think they are at that impressionable age where they are, like, super work. I mean, I get that. I remember that age. Oh, my God. I mean, I remember that, and I, I don't, I mean, it's, it's exhausting. It's got, yeah. I remember it being exhausting. It has to be for them. Yes. But, and it, don't you remember, like, I remember being their age, and there, were, there was always, like, one or two people in my class who seemed so separate from that. Like, they just kind of beat to their own drummer. Do you know right. what I mean? They, yeah. 
and, and I envied them for that. And I don't, and I remember, I just I have a funny memory of there was one girl in my high school who beat to her own drummer. She was crazy smart. She dressed however she wanted to dress. She seemed super comfortable with herself. And she definitely was so different from everywhere, from everyone else. And I went to a, a private school with uniforms as, you know, you, yours was an all girls school. Mine was co-ed, but, and I remember she came in one day with this cool turban around her head and she had little like pieces of hair sticking out between the like seams of the turban and i was she indian at all or no no she wasn't but i remember looking at her and i think she kind of looked at me and gave me this look and i was like i love that you did that and i think i shocked her because i remember her looking at me like what and i was like that looks so awesome like i love that you did that and i love that you don't care that nobody else does that like i i gave and i could tell she was sort of surprised that i gave and she very graciously thanked me but i remember thinking in that moment that I envied her that freedom of not caring what people thought and not right. caring that, you know, I mean, I, I wonder where that comes from. Like if that, like as when you get older, you give less of a, an, a fuck about what people think. I do. I give right. less fucks every day, like less yes. and less and less. But at that age, I wonder where, where do you think that comes from? Huh? I don't know. Are your twins different? Do, 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 I know. Well, I know they are. I'm asking the question. I know the answer to. But I mean, do you find? Is it interesting navigating? You know, do they both? Are they so different that it's kind of hard to figure out how to kind of you know handle each one? Or they are. Um, they are very different, but they're kind of alike. Like they have. A lot of the same interests, um, which I think is both good and bad. But um, yes, I, we you know we had that too with swimming. Both my kids swam. And yeah. I think that was good and bad. Um, and then they have a lot like this same friend group. Again, good and bad. Right. Um, but um, I think their own perception of themselves and how they relate to everyone is is very different mm-hmm. um isn't that interesting was, how perception is reality how we perceive yeah. ourselves is our reality whether it's true or not and i think at that age right. you're so hyper aware of what you look like and what people think about you well and plus jay i mean i don't know how we'd survive with all the i mean uh, there's selfies everywhere everything's videoed i mean everything is out there you and i would be in jail if that had happened back in the day (laughs) pretty sure you're right but i mean you know i think that limits them even more you know because they do kind of feel like you're you're under a microscope because you, you are. Yeah. Because anything you say can be recorded. Any People right. are videoing all of that stuff. Yeah. That's a great point, actually, I hadn't thought about, is I think the reason we are, that their age group is so hyper-aware is because every, they're on social media all the time. And, I mean, half the time those pictures are doctored and they're not right. even... They're not even real, but it's hard to separate reality from, from, you know, real from fake because the lines are so blurred right now. But there are still, to your point, there are still people who are doing their own thing. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, I don't know where that comes from. 
Yeah, it's like I wish that. I knew because I'd love to foster that. I know, and is it isn't it interesting? I don't I, you. I don't think you can. I think some people just have that sort of innate confidence or that innate sense of self that I don't think you can give somebody. I don't know that you. I. I, I mean, I, I would like to think you can foster it and nurture it, and maybe you can. But I find that so fascinating because they're because I saw it with my my kids' friends. There was always you know my kids had certain friends that were just so comfortable with who they were and just had this sense of who they were and this innate confidence and then other kids just didn't and um I, I some of it I guess maybe your personality and how you're raised and some of it I think some people just have it at a young age and I don't really know why that is that'd be an interesting study wouldn't it yeah you know now that you say that Ella's a little more like that I think she's just She's almost like an older soul mm-hmm. and not, but it's not that she like would go in with the, the turban on, you know, <laughs> well, it takes but a she, special person for that. No, but she not, she's not in that way, but in her own way, she just doesn't get bogged down by the petty, you know, the girl drama. Really, right. you know, she just kind of like, yeah, I'm not, I don't, you know. Yeah. And that is her confidence. Yeah, and that will serve her well in life because, you know, let's face it, the the drama is the thing that's just a little bit exhausting. Right. And I find it interesting. I remember one of the big, like, epiphanies I had in yoga, and I wish I'd had this at your girl's age, was I remember being in a class, and I don't remember when it was, but I remember somebody being like, well, you know your thoughts aren't facts. And you know your thoughts aren't rea- your thoughts aren't reality, and they're not facts. And you can detach. And I remember being like, "Wait, what? what? <laughs> I'm sorry. Can you repeat that, please? Because the top of my head just blew off." And I think first, because what, the, here's one of the big ironies to me about yoga. I've always found this to be true. You know, we're 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 taught in yoga to live in the moment and to be mindful and live in the moment. And I find it interesting that when you're young, you that's all you can do. You live in right. the moment to the point where it's actually almost like I remember being in, in your girl's age and thinking, if I don't go to this party, like I remember being grounded and thinking, if I don't go to this party, I'm gonna die. My life is over. And I felt that way. I mean, I legit believe that. I was like, this is the once-in-a-lifetime thing. My life is over. And so when you're their age, you live so in the moment that you're hyper-aware of every little minutia so that you can't see that something will pass. And then you get as you get older, you're always told, live in the moment, be mindful. And I do think that's great advice, but I find it so funny that the youth do it to the point that they have no sense of consequences. Or they have no sense of, like, the fact that things that happen that seem like the end of the world will pass because they're so hyper-focused on this moment in time. That's funny you say that. We've had some experience with that as far as, like, did you not think this through, you know? (laughs) Yeah, well, you know. Huh. I I mean, the answer is no. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. They don't. And and, right. and it's like you can't expect them to. Their brains really aren't fully developed, especially right. if they're a young man. And, um, you know, they're just their their minds. It's kind of interesting because their minds aren't they aren't firing on all cylinders. I mean, there's hormones and other things going on, too. 
But I, it's funny. I, I've taught some yoga classes to, um, to girls, your girl's age, preteen girls, you know, different ages. And I can remember my challenge. I remember when I did this workshop for girls and there was a couple girls that I could tell were dragged in there. Like they did not want to go and somebody made them go. And that's always a great way to start. You know what I mean? Like, hello, welcome. I know you are not here willingly. (laughs) And I appreciate the fact that you came under duress. Um, however, I'm glad you're here. And that my biggest challenge in those classes was to get them a over their anger and over the like the resentment that they were there. And then to because it's because there's that you can almost see the switch flipped when they become it's like hyper self-conscious overnight. Do you know what I mean? And they are so self-conscious about everything they do. And they are so hyper aware of how they look and what and their peers and all of that stuff. And I just remember thinking um, like during that class and I was able to get them like I had them do some cool little things with rocks and I had them do intentions and they would paint a word on a rock and have that word like their mantra and they would squeeze that rock. And I was trying to kind of get them in their bodies and out of their heads a little bit. And by the end, I could tell they really liked it and they really dug it. But I also could tell the second they left, like I did after my first class, they were, you know, right back into where right. they were. And I think at that age, you just keep planting those seeds and hope that they germinate. And over time, they grow, they're fertilized and they grow and they mean more down the road. Right. But it's hard to know. I mean, especially as like, you know, you know, I mean, other kids would listen to me faster than my own kids. Oh, absolutely. So our, your own kids think that you're um, you're less than um, the dumbest person they know. So that that makes it hard to kind of get through to them, you know. Well, it's hard when your parents the world's biggest idiot. <laughs> you are, you are yes. Well, you are not the world's biggest idiot, but you're certainly seen as one. I'm sure, you know, as it yes. were. Um, so yeah, I find that really interesting. So have your girls, have they done yoga, um, at all since that they fell in love with it or have they just kind of forgotten about it and they just moved so so far away from it that they just have kind of lost that connection to it? Um, I don't know that they would I think they're more like Jack and, and they're more like I'm doing stretching. Yeah, which is fine. I mean, I'm not a purist about anything. I mean, a lot of people are like, oh, well, that's not really yoga. I'm like, well, if it gets them into yoga and it gets them into their bodies, who's to say that's not a gateway to get into it? I mean, like, just, you know, get people into it any way you can. You know, I don't think it really matters. Whatever you call it, as long as you're doing something where you're kind of in your body and you're aware of it, I think that's that's really all that matters. And here's the other thing. I think for some teenagers, one of the things about some of my yoga classes early on that turn me off is sometimes they're so serious. You know what I mean? Like you go in and it's like the teacher is, there's no talking. You feel like you have to like, it's like you're in the public library and if you creak a book, the whole library looks at you. Right. And you might as well have just like farted in public. I mean, I think some yoga classes take themselves so seriously, and I think that turns um, turns some people off. Right. And I also think there's not one size fits all. Like some yoga classes play modern music. I've noticed in the classes I do that play modern music or it's a little less rigid. I have a lot more young people come to those um, as a general rule than classes. I notice my older clientele, they are like, turn that shit off. <laughs> like I don't want to hear. Really? Oh, yeah. They're fine with like... 
you know, the music, like the spa music. I mean, they're fine with that, but they don't want anything with a beat or anything slightly modern. It's very, it's actually, it actually makes them anxious, I think. Huh. Yeah, I had a, I had an older woman in my class years ago. I'll never forget this. And I'd gotten a new CD and a new CD. That tells you something. Right. This is probably like 18 <laughs> years ago. And I was all excited. And it was a woman in a turban on the, you know, and she had all this chanting. And I thought it was awesome. And I played it in the class. I will never forget this. She comes up to me afterward and she goes, hmm, did you get a new CD? I was like, yeah, I did. She goes, yeah, don't ever play that again. I was like, I'm sorry. She's like, don't ever play that again. I did not enjoy that class. I could not get out. That was the worst. I mean, she, and I was like, so tell me how you really feel about that. You know what I mean? So thanks for staying through the whole class. Yes, and I'm, I'm proud of you for your yogic mindset working through that trauma. But I, but I, I find it interesting because for some people that is, some people if you play music it's a deal breaker. If you don't, it's a deal breaker. So I mean, it's kind of interesting how people are very easily. It's like I can't put you in an isolation tank. You know what I mean? Like that right. just doesn't work that way. Um, but I do think with younger, like I, I've done yoga classes to like Led Zeppelin, and I, I funny story. I had a, I, I did it one time at the my old class, and I had this gentleman in my class, and he came up to me after when he goes, that class just blew by. Like, oh, well, sometimes I feel like the class lasts forever and it's just dragging and it's never going to end. And he goes, and that class just went by so fast. And I burst out laughing. I was like, that's hilarious because some, for some people he just, lost. yeah, he just enjoyed the music so much. And you know, it wasn't that he wasn't in his body and enjoying the, the whole class, but I think it gave him, it, it, it he enjoyed the music so much that he forgot about the fact that he might've been suffering through a couple poses. Huh. Yeah, and I don't think that's bad. Like, yeah. I, I don't believe in the rules. Like, some people are like, oh, you know, that's not yoga. This doesn't work, or that's not yoga. I, I just don't believe that. So I think if you want to listen to heavy metal while you're doing your yoga, I mean, who's who am I to say that that's good or bad? Not, that is true. You know, not kind of not my thing to do. So we've got a little bit more time, not too much more time, but I have a couple. I have a last uh, question or two for you. Okay. So, um, I have this, I really someday want to go to India or Indonesia and do a class. Like, I don't know why I, it's like, it scares me in some ways because I think I will be so far out of my comfort zone, but I think it would still be really fun at the same time right. to experience that. So I kind of want our, our, by the way, we have a group of Georgia, we call ourselves the Georgia babes. There's like eight of us. And I swear to God, don't you think it would be cool to take a trip like that sometime to like Indonesia or India, just like a once in a lifetime trip over there and go to like an ashram or someplace like that and take like a, a yoga. I mean, obviously we could do a silent retreat cause we can't shut up for five seconds, but I mean, I'm not sure we couldn't do a silent retreat. No, I, no that's I'm what not. I'm saying. I oh, mean, okay. Yeah. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's no. just back it up right there. <laughs> yeah, no. never have. We couldn't do a silent moment. Okay. Never man. Yeah. No, no, no. That would never work. But I think I would love to do that with y'all. So yeah. are you in? I'm in. Okay. That's I good. mean, we could start small and just go to a um, <laughs> go like to the next county weekend. <laughs> yeah. yeah, baby steps, huh? Um, but no, that would be yeah. Yeah, I, I would, would really love that. To and it would my be practice before then. Well, yeah, and let me just tell you. I mean, I you know, any I tell every any class you do, you do what you can do. 
Right. You know what I mean? That's the, that's the thing you have to remember is I've been in classes where I was almost laughing. There was like over half the class I couldn't do. It was the, one of the harder Bikram classes I went to. I was nauseous the whole time. I couldn't get comfortable. And I just, at a certain point, was like, I just want to live. I just let go of any and all worry about, you know, keeping up what I was doing. I just remember sitting there going, I'm just going to live. That's all I care about. You know? Yep. All right. Yeah, I'll go to India. Okay. All right. Well, that's that's really good to know. So, um, next question is, um, if you were in a yoga class and there was a celebrity next to you that would make you so nervous, you would want to like lay down and die. Who would that celebrity be? Huh. <laughs> That's a good question. Don't overthink it. Just whatever pops in your head. Well, the first one that popped in my head, but I think it's because I just watched Celebrity IOU, was Brad Pitt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Brad, um, that would be that he would be the shiny object in the room for sure. It would be hard to look away from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah, that's. I always think of that Seinfeld episode. Remember the king of the king of your domain when Elaine has JFK Jr. next to her in her yoga class. Oh, oh, yes. And she comes back and she's like, "I'm out." <laughs> so ever since then, I've always thought to myself, "Who would who be on, would that be?" Yeah, who would be on the mat next to me that would huh. just render me like I can't even. I just can't even. It could be anyone. Joey just told. I swear it was yesterday. He just told the girls the story. <laughs> he and I were at a John Mayer concert, mm-hmm. and um, we were backstage long story John used to before he was famous worked for Joey so anyway we were backstage and and it was just Joey and myself and Charlie Hunter had opened for John Mayer and he walked past us and Joey said something to him and I don't know what happened to me but all that could come out of my mouth was I go hey man (laughs) 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 and Joey was mortified. <laughs> oh my God, he just told the girls that. That's why I was laughing when you asked that question. I was like, "Well, apparently it could be anyone because yeah. I, uh, I just totally froze." Hey, man. <laughs> yeah, I, that's yes. I would do that too. I mean, I, 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 you know, it's funny. I remember that movie, what Sixteen Candles, when she would see her crush Jake Ryan, who, by yes. the way, is still one of my favorite crushes of all time, and she just would literally be rendered mute around him. And that's, I, I'm the same way. Like, you just get to the point where you're just like, I, I've lost all ability to speak. <laughs> yeah, I was probably like what. 30. Did he I, answer you? Did he respond? <laughs> I don't know. I was so mortified. <laughs> I, I was just like a deer in headlights. Like, really? I just said that? Like a 35 year old woman. Hey, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah, Joey just told the girls that story. And they yeah, were, were they so proud? No, they were just, you know, like, oh my God. Like it happened in front of them. They were mortified. Yeah, that's one of the great joys of, of being a parent is the ability to mortify your children just by breathing. Yes. 
Yes, it's very easy. Just by living, just by breathing. I'm very breathing. good at that. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty exceptional at that too, actually. That's one of my, um, my great gifts for sure. Um, well, I really appreciate you being on um, the podcast. I hope it wasn't too terribly painful for you. Um, no, you really, uh, you know, <laughs> broke the ice there <laughs> with the memories. Yeah, well, and I wanted to have a backdrop of kind of how we know each other and our a little bit of our history together. Because we've been, I mean, like, we've been friends, I mean, God, Tish, we've been friends for what, like 35 years, probably something like that. I guess, yeah. I mean, isn't that right? Since my freshman year in college, we still go away together every year. This is the first year because of this crazy-ass virus that we haven't been able to get together, and that's been very stressful. Yes, we will um, hopefully be able to do that this fall. Mm-hmm. Yes, okay. we will. And maybe then we can have Tish, we can have the, uh, we can do the podcast in person. Oh, yeah. And um, kind of talk about what's happened, you know, since we did this one. So just out of curiosity, you said I inspired you. Did I really inspire you? You don't have to say that. But does it make, does this discussion make you want to get back yes, to some it, sort of yoga? It absolutely does. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you, so you, you introduced me to yoga. I would not be where I am but for you. Could you ever have predicted that I would be a yoga teacher and a yoga studio owner? <laughs> no. I know the answer awesome. to that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anybody could have predicted I would have survived college, much less gone on to own a business. Um, there were a lot of indications that I would not live through college. In fact, it is a big, fat miracle that I'm still living in breathing on this earth because I certainly took a lot of risks and chances when Tish knew me. Yes. That, um, Afraid we were all there together. Yeah, we were a little bit crazy. But back then, man, you could do all that stuff and nobody recorded it. Although she did just send a picture to our friend group with a picture of me peeing on the side of the road, <laughs> which I really appreciated. Thank you. No, for I was that first... the church. <laughs> oh, even better. <laughs> Even better. Well, I think nature called and there was no place around, so you know what you got to do. Yep. Yeah, so thank you for, you know, I I will say a picture is worth a thousand words, but a video must be worth a million words because I'm really glad there are no videos of our crazy-ass antics back then. No, we, um, we would have been in a lot of trouble. (laughs) Yeah. And I kind of, in some ways, feel for these kids because they are a little tethered by that. But, yeah, you know. Yeah, I told my kids early on. Also, I don't need them doing the things we did either. No, yeah, no, you don't want them doing that either. But I remember telling my kids early on, I was like, man, all your dumbass moves are going to be recorded and put on Facebook for everyone, your future bosses, everyone to see. So, you know, be, be careful. Be ca- I mean, I think you have to tell them that. I think that's just right. reality. Yeah, it yeah. is. And it, whether we like it or not, that is what it is. Um, so will you give the girls a squeeze? I, one of my I favorite memories is when I had close off time with <laughs> Audrey. Yeah. So I meet Tish's babies for the first time. And I, Audrey, they were just yummy little, just yummy little Butterballs, and I asked Tish if I could undress Audrey and have naked baby time with her. <laughs> and I did. Oh my God, she was so I cute. Have, I have a picture from that. 
Do you? Yeah. Now that you have to save for me because I want that picture. That's one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah I think you I... warned me. You know I like naked babies. All right, <laughs> go for it. <laughs> I know. Well, they have the best neck sugar, and their little oh, skin is yeah. so soft. Yeah, I had Audrey, and who had Ella? Somebody else had Ella. I think it was Booker. Yeah. Booker or Kim. I think it was Booker. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I don't know that she ripped her clothes off, but I tell Audrey I'm sorry, but... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. If but you're I'm not. Yeah, sorry, not sorry. It was worth it. Um, so anyway, give the girls a squeeze and tell Joey happy belated birthday. He and oh, thank you. He and like two other people are my LSU fans that I can tolerate. Um, <laughs> as you know, there's a couple yes, out there. He's enjoyed watching reruns of all these games. So. Oh my God! I know. I know. Yes, I was. I was. What really, else is there to do? There's literally nothing else. All right. Well, it was fun to catch up with right. you. Will you tell um, all your fellas hello too? I will. You tell your crew hello, and you and I will do another one on the other side of this. And I'll be really curious to hear, um, you know, what where you ended up going with this. And no pressure. I mean, the point of this was not to make you feel like you had to do anything. No, it 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 did uh, make me think. That's a ridiculous thought, and let's get going. <laughs> okay, well, you keep me posted. Bye, Tish. It was fun. Right, bye. Thanks for joining us on yep. my podcast, Namaste Real. See you guys next time. Bye.